0: Okay, Ann W., thank you for your service. Thank you very much. This technology is going to floor me one way or the other. Um, I'm Ann W. I'm a compulsive overeater. And thank you, Sue, for inviting me to speak. And thank you all for your service and for being here. It's um, It's been a while since I've done a phone meeting, so, you know, I dialed in and pushed the wrong buttons and then had to do it again, so that's kind of the way things go sometimes. Um, let me qualify first. Um, I started going to OA meetings about 20 years ago, and I have been abstinent from compulsive overeating for 18 years, 4 months, and 13 days, but who's counting? Um, I've lost and am maintaining a weight loss of about 110 pounds. And I did the math recently. It turns out that's about 48% of my body weight from my highest weight to where I am now. And you can't see me, so it might help you to know that I'm 77 years old and I'm 5'2 and I weigh 125 pounds. So, um I was thinking recently about my recovery and I just I got the cl- very clear realization that I can break my recovery down into emotional recovery, physical recovery and spiritual recovery. And I started tracing those three threads from when I was now and it was pretty interesting to realize that those threads have been there all the time and they're very um they're very clear in my recovery and I'm so grateful for recovery in all three of those areas. So when I um was a little kid I was um in a pretty normal family there were three kids, two parents, my dad went to work every day. We lived out in the country, and um, I was a pretty active kid. But I was also the only one in my family who sometimes was chubby or sturdy or chunky. The other people in my family were either thin, slim, or my older brother was skinny. So for some reason, um, I was singled out as the one who, whose clothes didn't fit who needed to be on a diet, who needed to be careful, who sometimes wasn't allowed to have dessert. Um, and looking back at pictures of myself, I don't think I was even that chubby most of the time. I was sturdy and kind of normal, but I didn't think of myself that way, even as a little kid. And I think my compulsive overeating started pretty pretty early. I can remember at ages five or six or seven Climbing up on the kitchen counter to sneak into the where my where my mom hid the those um, sweet things that she would throw into cookies when she made them and um, sneaking food and all the sorts of things that a lot of us did at that that young age. Um, so physically, I might have been a little chummy sometimes. Spiritually. My mom dragged us off to Sunday school every Sunday, so we went in for an hour and we listened to this stuff that I didn't really understand. And then we came home, and it was never referred to again until the next Sunday when we got dressed up and went to Sunday school again. So I don't think there was a strong spiritual presence in in my childhood. Emotionally, that's where it gets interesting, because my older brother was very um, outgoing and curious and um, wanted to be out in the world experiencing everything, and that pushed my mom's buttons. She and my brother were at it all the time. I remember some yelling and screaming. I remember mom being angry at him and frustrated at him. At the same time, my brother was off having a great time being friends with everybody. Two years younger, I'm shy and introverted, and I didn't like all this chaos. I didn't like the shouting, and I certainly didn't want my mom to be mad at me. So I spent a lot of time observing what was going on, trying to figure out how this world works, and trying to do everything I could to stay out of trouble. So looking back on that, I can realize that took a lot of work, a lot of interest energy for a little kid to be doing that all the time. And I carry that with me, some of that with me even now today, where I'm still shy and introverted. I still want to figure out how the world works. And I certainly don't want to call attention to myself or let anybody know that I may not know what to do or how to do it, because I sure as hell don't want you to think I'm stupid. So that kind of continued into um, high school and college during those years. I remember dieting sometimes and not dieting other times, but I continued to be pretty active. Um, I rode my bike around as a little kid and up through high school and college, and I was on sports teams and did a lot of athletics and you know my favorite thing at at home was to be out in the backyard shooting basketball hoops and and riding my bike around, so I was pretty active. but there were some times when um I did find myself on a diet and did find myself trying to lose weight and hit some magic ideal number and um so during those um during those college years in particular was there was nothing. Spiritual going on, um, emotionally it was kind of the same pattern of of working hard to do things right, and not wanting to call attention to myself. the 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 really difficult stuff happened um, for three decades, going back in my life. It started kind of in the mid twenties, and went up to to my mid-50s. So for those three decades, um, I was out in the world. Um, I, was, I was working. Um, I was married a couple of times. And for most of those three decades, I was obese. I was at least overweight almost all the time. And I certainly was obese for a lot of that time. Um, in terms of physically... I did nothing active uh, except for a few odd hiking treks or camping. Um, I played tennis a little bit, but I certainly was basically inactive, especially compared to as I'd been as a kid. And um, spiritually, there was nothing going on. Emotionally, I was a mess. I had a great job that I loved. It was the job I'd always wanted to have. I did well, I moved up the ladder, I had a great time working with kids and making a difference in their lives. And um, I was pretty successful at it. People have told me that I was was really good at what I did, but emotionally I was a mess because I was working so hard to do that job as well as I did. And always worried about messing it up and, oh my gosh, they're going to figure out I don't know what I'm doing and they're going to figure out I'm stupid. So emotionally, I was really a mess. I was married twice, both times for 11 years. And um, I helped make a big mess of both of those marriages because emotionally, I wasn't there. Emotionally, I was in my work. Emotionally, I was in the food. And my experience is when you're overeating and you're overworking, when you're a workaholic and a food addict, you can't do marriage very well. You can't do emotional relationships. I had nothing left to put into those. And at the end of 11 years in both cases, they fell apart and I got divorced. And there was about five years in between where things weren't that much better. I was just kind of between, between husbands. Um, so physically, I was a mess. Emotionally, I was a mess. And spiritually, there was nothing going on. So about 25 years ago, um, I attribute the beginning of my recovery to my second husband being involved in some training in uh, the social work field, And he had a list of resources, and he decided that I might be a little depressed, and would it be a good thing if maybe I saw a psychiatrist? And he was right on the money on that. I had been depressed most of my adult life. I'd been treated for it off and on, but nothing permanent and and nothing that worked long-term. So I found the best psychiatrist, the best doctor in the whole world, who started treating my depression and my bipolar. And she helped me get on some meds that worked. She um, talked to me, tracked what was going on with my meds for a couple of years. And then eventually she suggested that maybe a talk therapist might be a good idea. And after a few months of her cajoling me, I did get to a therapist who probably also saved my life. Um, I worked with this therapist for several years, and I did not mention that I might have a weight problem. I was obese going in to talk to her every week, and I didn't mention that I might have a weight issue. We talked about a lot of things. I talked about, we got to the bottom of some of the things that had been going on as a kid, um, and some of the traumas that I'd gone through. And it wasn't until I'd been working with her for a couple of years that I might I mentioned that I might have a little bit of a weight issue. So her first way of helping me with that was to refer me to a nutritionist. And I worked with this nutritionist for about a year. And between the two of us, we came up with a plan of eating that worked for me and that I was willing to follow. And it was just good, healthy, normal foods but in the right proportions and leaving out the snacks and the junk and the stuff that that I had been eating pretty routinely before that. Um, The next step along the way was this wonderful therapist suggested that some physical activity might be a good idea. And I thought, oh, my God, no, I haven't moved for 30 years. I don't want to start that now. But she got me to agree to go to a personal trainer who ran a studio where she worked with clients and did small classes. So I went to her. I was going to go for six weeks to figure out how to use the equipment so I could go to a gym. And um, 18, 20 years later, I'm still working with a physical trainer because that's what works for me. So in that period where I was working with a nutritionist and the trainer, I lost some weight, and that was really cool. I lost probably about 40 pounds. And then um my eating started getting bad again. I was stopping at the AMP on the way home from work to pick up the, you know, the frozen stuff and the sweet stuff and the salty crunchy stuff. Um, and my weight started to go up again, and I was scared to death because I didn't want to go back to where I'd been, and I was so afraid that I was going to regain the weight. So I mentioned that to my therapist, and she suggested that I go to OA, and I didn't because I didn't want to do that, but I was, I was afraid. I was so scared. So eventually I, I agreed to go to an OMA, OA meeting to see what that was about. So on Saturday morning in Sacramento at the Sutter Hospital, I showed up for my first meeting. And um, it was not awful enough that I was willing to go back again. So I went back again. And again, it wasn't awful. And nobody bothered me much. And I was able to kind of slip in and listen and slip out again. So um I kept going and I kept hearing the message. And about a year later, I'd been hearing enough that um, I was going back to my food plan, my plan of eating more and more of the time. And I had a, I did still have the occasional binge, and I had one on New Year's Eve 18 years ago. And I ate a bunch of crap and felt really lousy the next day. So I didn't eat much. And then I felt still kind of lousy the next day. So I didn't, didn't eat very much again. And at the end of that day, I realized, hey, I've been abstinent for two days. I've been on my food plan. I haven't been eating crap. I haven't been eating junk. And the next day, I thought, well, maybe I can do it again. Maybe I can stick to my food plan. And then the next day, maybe I can do it again. And then one day at a time, I did it. And 18 years and four months and 13 days later, here I am. And I still follow my plan of eating. And um, I've lost 110 pounds. And I am um, so much more sane and so much more physically fit and healthy than i was 25 years ago that it just amazes me when i look back and see where i came from and where i am now it blows me away because if 18 years ago i'd have looked at myself and said hey you can do this you can be in this place in 18 years i would have said you're nuts won't happen i've never been done it before so how in the heck could i do it this time but here i am um and I feel like um, I'm well along in my recovery. I have emotional peace most of the time. Serenity is something that I really feel most of the time. I'm, um, I'm sorry, I just got a text. And the, the ringing distracted me. Um, I use the tools. Um, I use all of them. And when I'm feeling antsy and anxious and emotionally off kilter, I go to the tools. I go to my sponsor. I go to a meeting. Um, I rework some or all of the steps. I, um, I do the things that I know work for me. I do the things that I've made it a point of making habits in my recovery. And as a result, most of the time, I'm on an emotional, fairly even keel. I'm pretty accepting of who I am and where I am. And I remember most of the time not to worry too much about um, that fear that you're going to think I'm stupid because, you know, I just am who I am. And you'll see me the way you see me. And frankly, your opinion of me is none of my business. So I'm I'm emotionally well on the way to recovery. Physically, I have that plan of eating. It's been modified through the years, mostly just by no longer eating things that I no longer have an interest in. Um, I eat practically the same things every day. Um, it's good, healthy food. There's nothing weird about it. Um, my plan of eating sets out certain portions of each or certain amounts of each kind of food. And I keep a mental tally through the day of, of what portions I've had of which kinds of food. And it's just pretty routine nowadays. Five years ago, my weight was starting to slip up a little bit and I did a, um, cold, um, hard stop on any sweets at all. So I don't eat any sweets. And, um, Just following that basic plan of eating, um, I've kept the weight off and I feel relatively healthy most of the time. And I'm active. I still work out with that trainer three times a week. Um, It's a different trainer at a gym now. And I warm up on the treadmill upstairs before I do it. And then most days I walk. Um, I have a goal of doing 10,000 steps. I often don't meet that, but that's the goal, and I do walk every day. Um, I walk outside in my neighborhood. Sometimes I go for a walk with a friend. Um, sometimes I just walk circles around the inside of my house if it's too unpleasant to be outside. So I walk, and I am physically active. Um, one thing uh, in my in regards to physical recovery that is working the op- opposite direction is that I am getting older, and it turns out that as you get older, it's more of a struggle to stay healthy. I've got some health issues that are going on. I get all the help that I have available to me from the medical profession and from um, Googling and research and colleagues mm-hmm. and friends. Um, but um, you know, other than the fact that I know that that's that it is it is part of what's going on with me physically, and it's probably not going to get too much better as I get older. I know that I'm slowing down, but I think I'm doing oh, it. And, oh, and yeah. Sorry, the, the, the our our um, uh, Mark was trying to give you a, a gentle reminder to you need to wrap it up. Oh, again. okay. I was I was, ex- I was so expecting a, warming, was so a warning, a yeah, warning. I will... you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him. But No, I didn't him. hear a warning. But let me let me do one more minute on my spiritual recovery because that's a key part of it too if you don't mind. I yeah. I don't necessarily believe in a higher power. I know there's something out there. I know it's not me. But I think I'm in my spiritual realm when i'm asking the world and you all for help when i'm giving thanks and when i'm appreciative of how wonderful our world is and how beautiful the how beautiful the creations of god and man and people are in this world so that's the spiritual place that i go to and that's what i Give as my spiritual recovery along with the emotional and physical. And I'm so sorry I've gone over. Um, to repeat, my phone number is 916 995 7595. I'm in the Pacific time zone. And somewhere in the notes that I had ahead of time, um, I was. Um, you mentioned me giving a topic. And my topic is anything you'd like to talk on, but if you want to focus, um, how's your recovery going? And I think I'm done. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, so how's your recovery So, Or anything we want to talk about. Oh, thank Anne. thank you so. and W. thank you so much for coming in and, and uh, filling in. Um, it has been just so wonderful um that you, to have you here and um be our speaker tonight and thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Um so uh,